A good leader keeps a sharp eye on their P&L, but even if you're all about the money, it can't be all about the money. To achieve sustainable success, you need people and you need leadership. That's the other P&L, and it's what we'll be talking about in this show. Join Director of People and Culture, Aura Hewitt, and me, leadership strategist Julie Quinn, as we help you improve the other P&L, people and leadership. Welcome, everybody, to People and Leadership, the other P&L. My name is Julie Quinn. I am the leadership strategist, and I am here with my colleague, Aura Hewitt. And we have a very special guest today, Arthur Trapotsis, who is the CEO of Consolidated Sterilizer Systems in Massachusetts and also the author of The Everyday Athlete, which we are going to talk about today. So we're going to jump right in. And Arthur, I would love to have you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about the company that you run, and how you ended up becoming interested in balancing work, family, and fitness, and tying that in with your company, trying to embrace that all. We'll just kick it off there. Excellent. Well, thanks for having me, Julie and Aura. Excited to be here on your podcast. Uh, yeah, so as you introduced, I'm the CEO of uh, Consolidated Sterilizer Systems. We're a medical device company located in Dolrica. We manufacture something called an autoclave, otherwise known as a steam sterilizer. And we make those for hospitals and labs and universities all around the world. And as a result of me being in the manufacturing space, I've become very passionate about manufacturing over the years. And working on the Advanced Manufacturing Collaborative in the state of Massachusetts, trying to raise awareness around manufacturing. And in my spare time, I love to ride my bike. I am a cyclist. I have a cycling team called Keep It Tight Cycling. I'm married. I have two boys in high school, and that keeps me pretty busy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Arthur, you and I have worked together for a number of years off and on. And when I talk to people about what some of my clients, I said, well, you know, one of my clients is Consolidated Sterilizer Systems, which is extraordinarily sexy. And <laughs> people laugh and go, what are those? I'm like, you wouldn't believe it. But like, I talked to these folks and they're really excited about steam sterilizers and things called autoclaves. And it is very cool when you realize how important it is to have easily installed and maintained and improved sterilizers in healthcare, in all kinds of settings. As you said, laboratory settings, it is what keeps us safe. It's what keeps laboratories operating the way they need to. And, you know, who knew? <laughs> so I'm glad to know what you do. And I'm really glad to hear about all of the things that you do for manufacturing in general. It's a field and function with so many opportunities for people to get in on a ground floor and to grow in all different directions. So good for you for the things Absolutely. that you are doing. Thanks. I'd love to hear a little bit about how you became interested in this concept of balancing. You talked about your work, you talked about your family, you talked about your fitness, right? And so tell us a little bit about how you came to be interested in the integration of those three things. How did that happen for you? Yes. Yeah, so early in my career, before kids, before marriage, I was a competitive cyclist. And basically, I raced bikes. I also did running. I did triathlon. And after I got married and had my first kid, I sort of started to pay more attention to how can I squeeze, stay fit while trying to grow my business, trying to 
grow my family. And one day we're riding, we're outside cycling on the bike path. And we started talking about some of our friends who have appeared to have dialed in this life balance. And we used the term, keep it tight. We said, hey, these guys, they know how to keep it tight. They've got family, they've got fitness, they've got career all dialed in. And we started to talk about it more and more until it came to a point where we wanted to actually form sort of an organization around it. So we started a cycling team. And I mentioned it was called uh, Team Keep It Tight. And that was probably about maybe 14, 15 years ago. And our whole mission is about balancing life and and making time for fitness. So we started a website many years ago. And I started to interview folks, call them masters athletes, folks that are over 35 years of age, trying to figure out how they go about balancing all these key areas of life while still remaining competitive. And as I did more and more blogs and interviews, I started to do more and more research. And it was actually the framework for my book, The Everyday Athlete. Excellent. Excellent. So I have a couple things. Aura, I would love to hear from you as an athlete yourself dedicated to running. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your concept of balancing work, family, and fitness? So I think that is a thing that all of us try, you know, like to achieve. There are days that we do very well at it, and there are days that we don't do so well at it just because there are times, even when we set the schedules, other priorities sometimes take place. So one of the things that I like to do is I like to get up earlier. Like I usually go like for a run or maybe a bike, but I do static bike and then do it early in the morning. That way it's done. And then I get so much energy and happiness from doing like what I love to do, which is that dedicating to my fitness, seeing my friends, coming back home, and then just starting my day that way. It's just helpful for me. I know that there are other people that like to squeeze it between their day, sometimes lunchtime, works well for people too. And there are other people that actually like love doing it at night. So whatever is there, what they do for fitness. So I think everybody's different and that is awesome. And each of us have an opportunity to always, I would say consistently try to embrace both things because as we embrace fitness, we also are embracing and stimulating other parts of our brains that if we don't do a type of workout activity, otherwise we won't stimulate that part of our brain. Absolutely. There's so much tied in here. I mean, I heard happiness, energy, assimilating learning, you know, just the neuropsychology of doing physical activity to help our mental activity, all kinds of things. And from both of you, I'm hearing this is a personal thing that you need to see why would we do this and how do we fit it in? And Art, I'd love to hear a little bit about You're running a company that actually is trying to embrace that from an organizational standpoint, not just a personal standpoint. Can you tell to us a little bit about that? Yeah, just building on something Aura said, you know, I originally thought that there were three separate buckets. You've got your work bucket, your family and friends, you've got your fitness bucket. But one theme that kept emerging during my interviews and just living life was that without fitness, it's really hard to succeed in the other two areas. So fitness, it's very interconnected with everything else that we do in life. And we can't think of it as a separate silo that you can put on hiatus for a few weeks or a few months because it'll affect the other pieces. 
So at my company, we're trying to get folks to embrace wellness. So we have a wellness program and there's a few folks on the committee. And each month we convene and we map out basically the next three months. And what we map out are activities or events that people can participate in. We did a walking challenge where most of the company participated. We did a juicing cleanse for one to three days. We had a nutritionist come in and talk to us about nutrition, which was really fascinating. So we're just trying to get folks sort of, if it's not part of their life, just making it easier for them so they can do some of it at the workplace. We also installed a gym at the office right before the pandemic. And that's been helpful for folks. They want to go and lift weights or do a treadmill during the day, squeeze in there for 30 minutes or an hour. So those are a couple of things we did. Yep. Oh, that's wonderful. And Aura, as our listeners know, Aura is a director of human resources herself, putting some of these things in place in her organizations. Aura, anything else that you're seeing from the organization's side of things that people are doing to help individuals see the importance of this and then make time for it? Absolutely. Thank you, Julie and Ar. I'm so excited to hear, to have this conversation with both of you. One of the things that we are seeing more and more is the aspect like wellness related, tying back to what are provided feedback and how this part is tied to pretty much our full persona of what we do and who we are. And how also this, we are seeing more and more a focus uh, regarding wellness, specifically to mental well-being. Yeah. That impact all of us at different levels. So that is one of the focus regarding that and how physical activity doesn't have to be strenuous, right, can help also with those pieces. So that is something that we, in the people and culture side of things, we are paying lots of attention to it and having lots of conversation with employees about it because that is a concern. It was a concern before the pandemic and definitely after the pandemic is even more due to the changes and shifts that we have seen in the businesses and also in people's lives. Excellent. Yeah, Julie, let me just build on that a little bit more. So when you do a little bit of this, right, a walk at lunch or whatever it might be, there's a lot of data to support that it has ripple effect throughout the rest of your life, including the mental aspect, getting out, getting some fresh air, going for a walk during the lunch break. So try to drill that home to folks here at the office and, um, you know, lead them to water. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. I love that. That's awesome. So one question I have is, you know, what are the, here we have individuals making decisions for themselves about balancing work, family, and fitness. We have organizations trying to help individuals integrate and be aware of this. What are the biggest mistakes or challenges from all your research Art, and from what you're seeing, or what are the biggest mistakes people are making or misconceptions they have or challenges they experience? What blocks people from doing this? There are a couple of things. So a couple of things that come to mind, Julie, are one, when organizations assume that employees necessarily know things regarding like fitness or wellness, Some employees do know, but there are a large majority that they may not because either busy lives, busy schedules. There are some employees that may be working two jobs, right? So when the organization try creating these programs and making it easier for people, one, to access the programs, and two, to participate, something as simple as what Art was saying of 
walking at lunch, creating a group that can go out just to walk, knowing that there is some support there. So I think that is the other thing, making it easier for people, making it accessible for all, providing support to employees and ensure that they can participate. And the other thing is maybe trying to do too much too fast. Not everybody's going to go and, let's say, run a marathon, right, or do an Ironman, right, the first year. So creating fitness that matches all levels of the organization is helpful. And that mentorship will happen. And it's very rewarding when we have that opportunity to be coached by others that are more advanced than our current fitness level. And also to have the opportunity to mentor those who are maybe starting in the program or things like that is also very rewarding for people because I think that piece at times is sometimes forgiven. That is where lots of great realization of us as athletes really comes from. Seeing others strive, celebrating others' milestones is very rewarding and seeing like their achievements. So that is pretty cool. And that is one thing that I will recommend organizations doing is celebrating the milestones. Nice. Nice. All right. How about you? What do you see getting in people's way or misconceptions people have? No time, no time, no time. Can't (laughs) do it all. Top three issues. (laughs) It's unbelievable. I mean, I'm sort of living that now. You know, it's the I'm date stamping this, but it's the holiday season. Mm -hmm. And it's incredibly hard to find time. But just a couple nights ago, I'm with my 14 year old and you know, neither one of us had time to do anything that day in terms of exercise. So we got a couple of dumbbells and we had fun with doing something for 30 minutes. We blasted some of his music and we just made the time, you know, you just lace up the sneakers and who knows where it's going to take you. But just, you know, what Aura said, just starting small. Yeah. And excellent. Squeezing excellent. It in. Yep. So what was it that was your original inspiration for the book. And we talked about, you did all this research. Was it like, Hey, I've got a book here, or you had all this frustration with people not taking the time and you're like, dang it, I'm going to write a book. What made you do it? Yeah. The interviews became sort of fascinating. And the more people I interviewed, the more I uncovered certain layers, but I noticed common themes were coming out. I was starting to pull concepts from all the interviews that were the basis of a book outline. And the funny thing is I started to tell people towards the end of the interview process that I was conducting research for a book. And everyone that I interviewed was like, hey, can I have a copy of this when you're done? I'd like to know what other people are doing. So it's just something that no one has figured out. But that was essentially what motivated me was those interviews and then realizing I had sort of enough meat to, um, to put it on paper. Excellent. What's been the most surprising thing for you having written the book? that literally everyone struggles with it. And it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete or you're a master's national champion, everyone struggles with it. There's no one solution. You have to be motivated to get going on this. I hope the book motivates people, but you have to have some internal motivation. So those are the things that sort of surprised me when I completed writing it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you guys know I'm total fiend about motivation. And it's great to know that everybody struggles with this because it makes me feel a little better about saying I struggle with this monumentally myself. And it's time, right? Like I got this to-do list and yeah, fitness is on the to-do list, but there's all these other things that are either feel more 
instantly gratifying or somebody's breathing down my neck for, or, you know, there's always something that's just a little bit more or a lot bit more pressing, right? Than going out for a walk, which is like, ah, I don't have time for this. But in the research that I've done and the work that I do in motivation, understanding when you put it into the framework that I use, what is your vision for work and life, right? What do you envision for yourself? If you could wave the magic wand and everything got in place, are you spending more time with your family? Are you more confident in the steps you're taking to get where you're going? Do you feel a sense of accomplishment and peace of mind at the end of the day? Or would you like to? And if that's your vision, then what is your strategy for getting from here, where we are today, to there, which is your vision? Because trial and error and hope, they're not strategies. I mean, they might be part of the strategy, but they are not the strategy. And so that idea of what motivates me to do the things I know will get me to where I want to go, even when I don't want to do them. And answering that question is such gold for people. You know, I mean, I do it through helping them understand their motivation factors. And then now we know, okay, we've got a gas pedal, we've got a clutch, we've got a stick shift, we've got to put down the emergency brake and start moving forward. And once people have a handle, quite figuratively and literally, on those levers, now we can start to make some forward movement. But it's a discipline and it's a discipline I have to stretch into even knowing all that we know, right? It's the discipline you've got to stretch into even having written the book on it quite literally. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, we keep talking about, we're making the assumption that fitness is the missing component, but folks in my world, in terms of endurance athletes, they've got the fitness dialed in. Mm. Their work is going great. They haven't had dinner with their families in two weeks. so you know, start small, maybe not in the fitness piece, start small with let's have, if dinner's important with, to you, start with three dinners a week with your family. Yes. You know, if you're not spending enough time with them or whatever it might be. So maybe you're not spending enough time on work and you spend too much time on fitness and family. You have to just figure out where your levels are. That is what I loved about your book. It wasn't all about how to fit more fitness into your work. That's not what the book is about. The book is balancing, right? Before you can balance, you need to know what, you can have a diversified portfolio of finances, of real estate, of activity during your day. But to be consciously, to be purposeful about what percentage do you want to see in each of those areas is really the first step. And that's something that you ask people, your readers to consider. What do you want? What does that look like? How close are you to that? And what steps can you take to get closer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. So I'd love to make sure that our listeners get one, two, or three little nuggets, right? What do you hope that your readers take away from your book and or what one, two, or three nuggets can you give people in terms of what they can do today to start moving closer to this balance? Well, let's start with the first question. So what do I hope folks will take away from my book? So I hope it motivates people to find time for fitness, because I think that's the one piece that most people miss out on. And the second thing is, you know, just show people that you can live a balanced life with fitness, being a part of it, with having career aspirations, with growing a family. It's possible. Awesome. So that answers your first question. The second question around, I guess, nuggets, you know, what are some key takeaways is 
If you don't have fitness in your life, just start small, lace up the shoes, go out for a 10 minute run, 30 minute walk, short lifting weights, whatever it might be. Something we haven't talked about yet in this podcast, but another nugget is that communicate with your significant other. If you're living with someone, if you have a family, got kids, just say, hey, I'd love to be able to carve out this bit of time each week. It's really important for me to succeed at family, succeed at work to do this and just talk about it. Look at the family schedule. That's another nugget. And then the third one might be, it's important to develop a fitness mindset, if you know what I mean. I think those that think about fitness as part of their daily schedule, it's easier part of their routine. Like you wake up in the morning, oh yeah, I'm going to slot in exercise here. And if it becomes a, a mindset, then it just gets intertwined with your life a lot more easy. So. Mm-hmm. Something you don't have to decide whether you're going to do. It's deciding yeah. when you're going to do it. You, you are yeah. going to do it, right? It's just a matter of when and how and where. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, that's great. Or anything you want to contribute to that piece? Anything you've learned in your journey of how to balance all of this stuff together that you'd like to share? I think Art did an amazing job with the nugget pieces of the book. That is very exciting. I will. The only thing that I will add is that just be patient with yourself. It's not, as Art mentioned previously, it's not a perfect science. And there are times that you're going to do very good. And there are days that you may not. And it's okay. You just rest, relax, and the next day you try again and go through it. Love it. That's excellent. Art, where can people learn more? Where would you point them to? I'd love for them to be able to know where to get your book. We're going to put that link in the show notes. So our listeners and readers will be able to access that easily. Where would you like them to go? Probably the easiest place to go is my website. It's arttrapotsis.com, A-R-T-T-R-A-P-O-T-S-I-S.com. And you can start off by taking a free what I call balance quiz, just to see kind of where you're at on the balance scale. And if you'd like, you can purchase my book on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, ebook, audiobook. It's available, The Everyday Athlete. And you can find me on LinkedIn, Arthur Tripotsis. And uh, thank you for having me. Excellent. Excellent. For those of you who are watching, we do have this on video as well. This is The Everyday Athlete, and it's how to balance work, family, and fitness for life. Definitely grab that. And as we close, any last thoughts, anything, any burning questions? We covered it all. Just keep the slow drip fitness going throughout the holiday season. It's so tough, but um, yes. try to squeeze it in here and there. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Art, for being a part of our podcast. Lovely thank to hear you. from you. And I encourage all of our listeners to check it out. I really enjoyed the book myself. Very accessible, no matter what your level. I can attest to that. And really good practical things that you can start doing today to get closer to that balance. All right. Thank you, everybody. This closes our episode and we'll see you next time. 